For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, the podcast where two best friends use their patent pending movie ranking scale to determine the true quality of a film. Today is Wednesday, July 12th, 2023, and we're throwing a curveball at you, the listeners, because we told you to watch a certain movie so you could, you know, be caught up with uh, this review, and then we uh, we reviewed another because more people are talking about it, and that is the film No Hard Feelings, mm. starring Miss Katniss Everdeen herself, Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. Big time pivot by us. Big time pivot. Um, you know, I still have plenty of respect for the Joyride people. I'm still going to go see that movie at some point because it, it looks very funny. I've seen the commercials for it. Um, but this was also another very funny film. So if we're going to replace one very funny movie, at least we replaced it with another comedy and not some serious, I don't know, artsy film like Napoleon or something. See the trailer for that? No. It's on our podcast schedule for later this year. It's a Napoleon autobiographical movie. Uh, with uh, Joaquin Phoenix is Napoleon, so you know he's going to be trying his heart out. Fucking love him. <laughs> uh, no hard feelings, though. A very interesting movie because it looks like the kind of movie that would be direct to streaming Adam Sandler style. Maybe not even Adam Sandler, but it's starring a A-lister, Oscar-winning, one of the most respected actors, actresses in Hollywood who was one of our finalists, I believe, on March Movie Madness two years ago, Jennifer Lawrence. So, oh, yeah. It was really surprising seeing her in this film, like when all the promotional stuff came out. But I don't know. It made it an exciting watch, Ty. I can't wait to talk about it. Let's get into the show. 50% of the time, it works every time. John Stamos. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. I don't feel so good. Hulk. Smash! I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> All right, Ty, you said you had something to talk about before we get into No Hard Feelings, but I also have something to talk about. It might be the same thing because we don't tell each other what we're going to talk about before the podcast. Complete surprises. Did you see the uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, or the, sorry, the Wonka trailer? I didn't. I heard that. Oh, God. That's why we need to prep. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> it's not great. Um, no, I didn't. I saw that it released. I don't know. Timothy Chalamet does not give me Wonka vibes. Yeah, people online were saying he's not zany enough, not whimsical enough to play Willy Wonka, which yeah. he definitely was trying. He was trying his hardest to be whimsical and zany. Um, it kind of reminded me of, like, the set designs and stuff reminded me of Jingle Jangle. Remember that Oh, film? yeah. Lots of dancing. <laughs> it was uh, mostly because Keegan-Michael Key was in it, and the, just the set design, because it's supposed to be like London, was like the same as Jingle Jangle. Everything else. I guess, actually, there was a little bit of a... Uh, similarities because they're like in the trailer it's talking about how wonka needs to open a candy shop and then in jingle jingle it's a toy shop so i don't know maybe 
Maybe Wonka's stealing Jingle Jangle sets. I don't know. So, you said Keegan-Michael Key is in it? Yes. As who? Uh, He plays someone on, like, the chocolate. There's, like, a... I think they literally called it the the... Oh, my God. What's... Not Illuminati, but it was something like that. The chocolate something. Oh God. Society? Something like that. It was it was but he was like a member of that. So Hmm. Cause he's trying to open a a uh a chocolate shop, but he to or open a chocolate shop, here here's here's the catch of the movie. To open a chocolate shop, you have to sell chocolate, but you can't sell chocolate without a chocolate shop. <laughs> yes. That that's, I think they that's literally a line in the in the movie. And the chocolate society or whatever it's called is trying to stop him from opening a chocolate shop. Okay. And then in the trailer, he makes some sort of candy that makes people float. And then they eat it and they float. And it also has Hugh Grant as uh, as an Oompa Loompa at the very end of the trailer, which I very much enjoyed. Um, wasn't a big Hugh Grant guy in the past, but we saw him in the Dungeons and Dragons yeah. movie. And then followed, good in that. followed that up with him being in Paddington 2, being the bad guy. And he just plays a good bad guy. Now, Oompa Loompa, is that a bad guy? Probably not. But Imagine, though. Um, imagine he's like the one Oompa Loompa who just stabs Wonka in the back. <laughs> he fits the bad guy. Riley hates him, by the way. Like, personally or as yes, an actor? Yes, personally. Why? Because he was the bad guy in Pan- Paddington oh. 2, which is a cinematic masterpiece. Yeah, that's and, what I hear. Yeah, she was very upset that he was in this. You just <sighs> can't see him differently now. <laughs> I mean, he plays a great asshole. He's very good at it. He was pretty much the same character in Paddington Two. Really, Paddington Two came first. So yeah, he was. This, uh, he obviously was different. He wasn't a freaking warlord or you know whatever wizard, whatever he was in Dungeons and Dragons. But it was the same kind of like vibe, charming but a little bit crazy. Yeah, insecure but kind of gives off those vibes. Yeah, it was totally the same character. Hmm. Like in Paddington Two, he's an actor who's like down on his luck and does dog commercials now, and he's trying to get money and yeah, so. All right. Well, I I don't know. I don't think this Wonka movie is going to be good. Yeah, probably not. I just I, I like Timothy Chalamet in some roles, but this is not this is very bad casting in my opinion. Yeah, maybe he blows us away though. I was trying to dude, there was someone when I was watching the trailer, I was like there's someone they want for this and I was going to do my, you know, yeah, should have thing. It's their, your bit. Their dream casting, but I couldn't get it. But good thing yep. I have 4 months until yeah. the movie movie comes out to think of it you got a long time to nail that one down so just work on it workshop it figure out who they wanted and why they ended up with chalamet it's gonna be a short uh a a good six months or six weeks excuse me for timothy chalamet because he's gonna have dune 2 coming out at the beginning of november and he follows that up with wonka in the middle of december so is he gonna we're gonna hear about is timothy fucking chalamet is he the must must see actor of 2024 i don't know this is a good lead into it especially if he kills wonka if he's good in Wonka, then that's, yeah, be incredible. be great. He's on uh, Mountain Peak. You know who's not in this movie, probably? Because it's a prequel? Your favorite cinematic movie oh, character of all time? Oh, piece of shit, Grandpa Joe. <laughs> a fucking guy. Selfish-ass Grandpa Joe. No, he's probably going to be in the movie, but just like a hardworking man. And then he's going to retire and just be like, oh, I can't walk anymore. Until I get to go to the chocolate factory. That's the post-credit scene is Grandpa Joe getting in bed. <laughs> That's it. And then he just never in. he never gets out until that fucking golden ticket shows up at Charlie. They're probably going to do something silly where... No, they're 100%. Call my shot now. I'll set a reminder on my phone when we review this because it's in our schedule to go back to this. This is either going to end or it's going to be a post-credit scene of... You don't have to show the actor... 
kid hands opening a chocolate bar, golden ticket. And then they're going to make another Charlie, uh, another Willy Wonka movie. On, well, this know. one's Wonka? Yes. Well, it's going to be Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Well, the first one was – one of the movies was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and then the other one they did Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Do Why we did... get Wonka and then do we get Charlie? Charlie Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? No. We okay. just get Wonka and then just oh, Charlie. Oh, the next one's just Charlie. Yeah. The sequel it. to Wonka. I don't hate it. I think they're 100% going to do that, right? And then just float it out like we'll leave it open to do another Charlie and the Chocolate yeah. Factory, and then they probably won't do it because this will bomb. Yeah. 100%. Right. How long do you wait? Because Chalamet doesn't seem like he's old enough to be a businessman in my eyes. Yeah, maybe you just have to recast him. Who plays a good older Chalamet? First name that came to mind was Ed Helms. Oh, I don't think that's I, good at all. I, I don't know. <laughs> that's <laughs> a bad casting. He's just the first. He could play an eccentric Willy Wonka. I was thinking Johnny Depp. Oh. Yeah. They're just gonna... <laughs> good, good casting, yeah, Ty. Thank you. That, that's actually great. Surprised you didn't say uh, whatever the original guy's name was. Gene, uh, not How about we just get Joaquin uh, Phoenix in on it? There we go. He would take it very seriously. Yeah, he would. Be a great Wonka. <laughs> you said you had something else movie-related for um, me, Ty. Yeah, so did you see the Deadpool stuff? I saw the picture of Wolverine in his classic comic book attire. Did you see the other Deadpool stuff? No. Do you want to see the other Deadpool stuff? Because it's not... I don't even know if these are official or not. How about just tell me, and then I'll decide on my own if I want to look at it. They're just the most aggress- like aggressive HD possible set leaks, but it seemed like they were just posting the set leaks also. So it's it's Wolverine and his, his actual like costume. And then the other thing, there's a very significant prop on set. A destroyed 20th Century Fox? Yes, destroyed 20th Century Fox logo. I believe that. And there's just rumors galore of Elektra and Ben Affleck's Daredevil. And it seems like he's just going to be killing off the 20th Century Fox uh, universe. That's what you have to do, right? I, I Yeah, I think it'll be great. There's a scene of him fighting. Like There's stunts that they're recording, him and Hugh Jackman, mm-hmm. uh, at that set. Yeah. But... That's such a fucking big leak of the 20th Century Fox logo and crumble, like, like crumble. It's it's planned. I think this is this is a uh, this is planned by the Deadpool yes. three team. Yes, no, I agree. That's they're very HD, very HD, very particular framing. I'm looking at the photo now. It goes to the Culture Crave Twitter account. Like this is. I hate talking sports on the movie podcast since that's not what this is for. But in sports, we have insiders, right, that will report this player demands a trade, this player. And you always got to think when information is – when sources say you got to think about who the sources are and why are they leaking this. Why is the story coming out that Damian Lillard doesn't want to get traded any other team, blah, 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 because Damian Lillard wants leverage and his agent is telling the insider that. Deadpool 3 wants to build intrigue. Let's leak a little photos, make it look like it wasn't supposed to happen, show that it's, you know, we're making fun of 20th Century Fox, and then everyone's just going to be super interested. Yeah. And it's going to be like, oh, what, what, what's going on here? What are we going to see? You know, they showed us um, Hugh Jackman. We know that's happening for sure. And they, that just, they posted that 100%. Yeah, yeah. And that just opened Pandora's box about what else they could do and sprinkling it in. The best thing you could do in cinema right now especially because of how bad the box office is with a movie like this, is 
keep something a secret, but almost like make it like an open secret. Like get the audience to expect something and then deliver it. And I think that's what they're doing here. Okay. Now, I don't know if I love it. I, and like it is what it is. We would have got a plot leak anyways that would have basically revealed this. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a huge deal. My one follow-up is thoughts on them uh, shooting and filming this during the writer's strike. Well, the movie's probably already written. But every movie goes through on-set rewrites and, and restructures. and Maybe Ryan Reynolds wrote it. No chance. Well, he definitely probably helped write it. <laughs> He's a producer. Come on now. I think he helps write it. I think he doesn't do the the ground, like the breaking the back work, but I think he overlooks scripts and makes changes. Maybe. Yeah. Um, I think that I don't care. I want this movie to come out as soon as possible. <laughs> I'm concerned I'm concerned that it won't be as good because of this. I don't I don't think it needs to be written as well. Okay. Look, I sound like a dick, but I just fuck the writers is what you're saying as a writer. No, Different I, kind I, of I writing. Res- but... I respect writers and I hope they get what they want. Um, and that is all I will say about that. <laughs> you also, I thought this is what you were going to tell me, but you brought up Deadpool three. You finally watched the edge of tomorrow. I did thoughts. Good movie. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's just a stupid, fun movie. It's just aliens that look cool. And it's just groundhog day, but for Tom Cruise in action. And there's a love story and there is spoilers for the tomorrow war. You get to the one scene in the Not house. Tomorrow war edge of tomorrow. Edge of tomorrow. tomorrow war is the other good one. You get, <laughs> Don't don't group these two movies together. <laughs> you get to the one scene where they're in the house and Tom Cruise is doing his stuff, and then the, you know they're like, "How many times has this happened before?" Yeah, he's like, "I don't know, fifty million, yeah, whatever he lots. said." Yeah, and it's just like, "Damn, yeah. heartbreak." Be honest, don't really remember how the movie ends too much. I just remember how freaking good it was. Admittedly, didn't love the ending. Movie ends with him going and like again. Maybe heavy, that's why I don't remember it. Heavy spoilers. Movie ends with him like getting a blood transfusion. Can't go back in time anymore. They got one last yep, yep. chance. They go to the Omega, which is like the the brain of it all. Mm-hmm. Drops like the bombs down. He drowns and dies. Mm-hmm. Bombs go off. Kills the Omega. Day starts over, but like two days before, Omega's already dead. Mm. Yeah, sounds about right. So he just survives, and he saved everything. That's right. Yeah, it was kind of a... And then he goes and meets Emily Blunt, who also also survives, even though she died. Like, fuck that. Leave him dead. Have yeah. some balls, Hollywood. Tom. <laughs> I'm glad you watched it before Mission Impossible, though. It's I a had great to. movie. Yeah. No, it, was, it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it very much. Now you just got to watch Game Night. I will, I will get there. That is the comedy to watch now, you know, talking about No Hard Feelings this week. Game Night's such a good movie, Ty. Have you watched About Time? I haven't. You need to. That's your homework. I did mine. Okay, I will watch About Time, and then you need to watch Game Night. Okay. You would love Game Night. Can we watch it together? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. This is my. I wanted to watch Mario with my dad, and he watched it without me. I never told him I wanted to watch it with uh, him. But deep down, you did. Because I wanted to get his reaction. Yeah. I Can we watch Game Night together? We can set it up. I don't see why not. But I want you locked in. I don't want this, like, we're having a Game Night. Let's throw on Game Night. Half pay attention. No, no, no. Locked in. It's a Game Night movie night. I will rent out a theater. No, you won't. <laughs> the hey, movie game night right <laughs> riley's mom has an inflatable projector i know she doesn't use where would we put that that seems like oh, so much work why don't we just, backyard why don't we just watch it on the couch it's not like it's a big screen blockbuster it's just a fucking comedy did the jokes land better on the big screen did you watch that movie in theaters tyler we would always just bringing everyone's joy down did you watch that movie in theaters yes no, or no i didn't yeah. i watched it in monterey where i'm going this weekend so you should watch it while i'm in monterey Maybe. No, I want to watch it together. Okay. 
Do you want to get a no hard feelings, Ty? Read me off a synopsis. Uh, let's get into it. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When a down-on-her-luck 32-year-old loses her car, she finds a Craigslist ad for a free car. There's one catch, though. She must date the owner's 19-year-old son. I just wanted to look. This felt like a 2000s comedy through and through. I needed a 2000s synopsis for it. That was one of your weakest synopsis ever. And it was very intentional. I said I got to make this as corny as it had to be the the South Park awesome Fucking movie description. Adam Sandler. <laughs> it had to be like a blockbuster DVD, back sleeve. 100%. This is a movie that's out of time. This does not belong in the year 2023, but in a good way. The synopsis had to follow suit. Yeah, we always talk about, not always, because we don't really review many comedies anymore, because they don't freaking make comedies anymore. Yeah. It sucks. Um, but we have talked about in the past about how you know comedy has gone downhill and we miss the early to mid 2000s comedy like in a vacuum is it great probably not like well it is it's great but it's not you know cinematically great but it's fun you know and yeah they don't do well in the box office and everything but this was such a breath of fresh air to get a movie like this that totally could have came 20 years ago coming up on almost the 20th anniversary of anchorman which will be next year um you know it's just it was great to see and it's 
it was uh, surprising, excuse me, to see Jennifer Lawrence in this, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, because I know she said she was going to take a break from acting, and she's a huge name in this kind of movie that looks like it's straight to DVD, straight to streaming now, I should say. And, you know, that helps elevate it, and that helped it make it a win in the box office. You know, on Wikipedia, uh, it says the budget was $45 million, and on Wikipedia it says it's made $69.3 million. I don't know if that's just domestic or worldwide, but that's still a win, yeah. um, especially for a movie like this. How much did they spend on this? $45 million. That's insane. Half of which went to Jennifer Lawrence. Easily. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Um, and I know, like, I, I saw an interview when Jennifer Lawrence went on Hot One. She had mentioned how she was going to take a break from acting, but then the script came across her desk for someone she really respected. And it was like, she called it, like, the kind of, um, you know, Adam McKay, Judd Apatow kind of comedy from, you know, early 2000s that she's always wanted to be in. So she kind of couldn't turn it down, and she had to do it. Yeah. And then she did it. And... Look, Ty, it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's a good time, man. It's exactly the vibe and, and the you know, the the comedy and then the story that you get in those early two thousand movies. Like it's nothing crazy. Obviously there's shit going on and, and this one is done well, but it's just it's just a comedy. It's not a drama that has comedy in it. It's not this this romantic movie with a little bit of comedy it's a fucking comedy, first and foremost. Yeah. For sure. And that's so much fun. The uh, the guy who wrote this, um, Gene Stoop, Stupnitsky, Stupnitsky. Nice, dude. That's a cool name. Um, he wrote on The Office. He okay. directed 15. He directed uh, two episodes. He wrote 15. Um, he wrote Hello, Ladies, I Haven't Heard Of. He was executive producer on Bad Teacher. Okay. Um, oh, this is all television. Sorry, let's go to film. He uh, directed Good Boys. Yeah, I was like, you're missing the main, the main one. Is the only other movie of the past couple of years that's kind of similar to this. It's just a stupid comedy. He was a writer and an executive producer on the movie Bad Teacher as well. So, yeah, Good Boys, like you mentioned, is the only film that's been like this. Speaking of uh, Monterey watching Game Night, we watched Good Boys right after Game Night. Really? That same night. Game Night was better. Okay. Just saying. I enjoy... I enjoy uh, what was the other one you just... Good boys. good boys. I had a good time with it. Game night. I don't want to spoil it for you. I'm not going to spoil it. Okay. I, thank you. Thank you for not spoiling it. <laughs> I don't want to... Gosh, you need to watch it so I can talk about it. Okay. Please. Can we do a podcast on game night? No. No, we're so scheduled. We're <laughs> so booked. We are booked. Um, You know, let's let's jump in the scale. Plot slash story. I didn't give the Rotten Tomato score, by the way, which I always do. But 70%, 87 audience for this movie. So audiences are loving it. Yeah. Like, damn near in the 90s for comedy. Critics are a little lower on it, which... It's still fresh. It's Yeah, it is still fresh. And it's a raunchy comedy. Like, 70 is probably the best you're going to get with this kind of movie. There's some fucking, you know, stick-up-their-ass critics who are just never going to give this type of movie a fresh. No, Ever. for sure. For sure. Plot slash story tie. Look, this is one of the most unrealistic movies we've seen in a long time. 100%. Um, we've seen Fast X. We've seen Transformers. We've seen Indiana Jones. We've seen all these movies that make no sense. And a 19-year-old boy being so hesitant to sleep with Jennifer Lawrence. I'm just going to say it. That's unrealistic, Ty. Yeah, 100%. Very unrealistic. Sometimes it's just like, dude, what are you doing? Now, I get it. Some people have anxiety, social anxiety, all that stuff. But if I was 19 and single and Jennifer Lawrence came to me and said, may I touch your wiener? 
I don't know what would have happened, but it wouldn't have been this film. This would have no, been a short film. You 100% would have said, yes, let me go grab Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that part of it's unrealistic, but I mean, I think that's kind of the joke of it. It's kind of a meta joke. I'm Very not, much so. I didn't really hurt it for that. I just wanted to make that point. Look, this might seem a little high, but I kind of liked the story in this. They didn't have them get together at the end. Yeah, they they made up and they were friends, whatever. Um, it was rather predictable. You know, it starts as a thing. She starts to not get feelings for him, but almost feel sympathy for him and care about him. He's having feelings for her. Um, you know, it, it was kind of it was predictable. You know, he gets his revenge on his parents and her still gets kind of sex out of it. Kind of sex with her thighs. Yeah, he does count it. (laughs) She didn't, but he did. Um, Look, I I know it's kind of of run-of-the-mill and kind of predictable, but that's all it really had to be. And I landed at an 11 out of 20. I feel like that feels high, but I don't know. Maybe you'll justify my score here. Yeah, I'm going to justify your score here. I, I... Yes, it's it's a, a dumb premise and it's unbelievable, but the way that it's executed is done very well. And and the arc between the two and, and the pacing of it, it's an hour 43 movie. Like it's very go 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 comedy over. Yeah. Which is exactly what you want out of this movie. Like that's perfect. Um and yeah, I mean it's it's you know a little unbelievable. Whatever. That's fine. It's a fucking dumb comedy. 90% of these movies are unbelievable. But yeah. like it still works and there's still emotional beats and there's still great moments and you feel this connection between those characters and everything. And that's, it's good. I'm on 12. I'm one point higher than you. you okay. Know? It's, it's a good story for this, especially this kind of movie. And again, this isn't like a dramatic movie that's got, you know, dark comedy or something like that. Like this is just a fucking comedy. Yeah. yeah. So the 12 like works very well for it. Now I want to say that, I believe Jennifer Lawrence said this in an interview, but I can't see it here on Wikipedia, which obviously it's Wikipedia, that this is loose, not loosely based off something, but the inspiration for this was there was a real Craigslist ad where sleep with our kid and we'll give you a car, um, something like that. And that's what kind of caused the inspiration to to write this whole this whole movie. No shit. Yeah. The premise of No Hard Feelings was inspired by a real Craigslist ad stumbled upon by one of the movies, dot, 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 because I didn't click on the whole article yet. So, yeah, this whole thing's not a true story, obviously, but... No, yeah, no chance. Um, she then discovered a fossilized Craigslist ad, which served as inspiration for No Hard Feelings, shared it with fellow producer, and the rest was history. The rest was hilarious, horny history, blah, 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 blah. Um, Stupinski read the ad from two parents seeking a hot kind 20 something to bring their son out of his shell in exchange for a car and thought about what kind of women would take them up on this offer he immediately thought of his good friend jennifer lawrence <laughs> that's fucking met funny. up with her it's bob odenker it's the better call laughing. sal guy and his wife oh okay yeah that's crazy sorry it's it's a naomi odenkirk tie get it right i didn't know her name everything says producer bob odenkirk's wife Look, no, she's kinda... not. She's not. She's not. Better call Sal. She's not Bob Odenkirk's wife. Bob Odenkirk is Naomi no, Odenkirk's no, husband. No, you're wrong. The more famous one gets the credit. Hundred percent of the time, it's Julie Ertz and her husband, Zach Ertz. Okay, well, is it Ben Affleck and J Lo, or is it J Lo and Ben Affleck? It's got to be J Lo and Ben Affleck, right? I don't know, man. It's fucking Ben Affleck. You're a Batfleck guy. I, I fucking ask love you that Ben question. Affleck. <laughs> um, 
Speaking, you know, you, you touch on the emotional beats, the comedy and everything. Why don't you uh, hit me up with your key element score? Oh, key elements, Jay. This is fucking funny. It is. This movie has multiple laugh out loud moments. It has a lot of subtlety in its jokes with the kids awkwardness throughout. Yep. That just works so well. And just tiny little one liner. When they sit down at the fucking date at the restaurant, he's like, can I have Coke? And she said, does Pepsi work? And he said, can we go somewhere else? <laughs> I fucking lost it. Me and Victoria were in like tears laughing at that. It's just ridiculous. But it's so funny. And it works so well throughout. My one complaint, if I have any, the second half of the movie slows down a little bit. Mm-hmm. And you hit a lot more of the dramatic moments and, and the story beats rather than just comedy, comedy, comedy. Mm-hmm. Like the first half had. I'm still at an 18 out of 20. This movie is fucking hilarious. It's it's exactly what those comedies used to be, and it's what it's trying to be. And while maybe the you know it falls off a little bit, and it's hard to maintain that throughout the whole movie, the first two thirds of this movie are exactly what those movies used to be, and why people love that genre and look back on it so fondly is because this is so much fun when executed well. Yeah, I wish I write down. Mo- I wish I wrote down moments where I laughed because I feel like I always want to talk about, but like what's worse than listening to a podcast where two guys just repeat funny jokes from the movie over and over and over. Like people probably don't want to hear that. Um, I don't know, but I, I, <laughs> I know people don't want to hear it, but I love repeating the jokes and laughing. about. Well, that it. was our whole friendship in junior and senior a year million percent, was yeah. just quoting Anchorman and all these Will Ferrell movies. No, it's very funny. And I think uh, as you know, funny as Jennifer Lawrence is, what I just, I'm watching the trailer and IMDb and there's the part where she's shaking his ass or shaking her ass and she says hit it and he just punches her in the ass. <laughs> well, he kicked her. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. kicked her. It's ridiculous. Um, she as funny as she is in this, you know, I think the kid kind of shines. Oh who yeah. Found out from Riley he played Evan Hansen on Broadway, and then found out afterwards he was Evan Hansen while we saw it on Broadway. So I've probably seen this guy before. Oh, big ups to me. Wow, would have never ever ever known that. I will say, like, 10% of me was like, he looks a little familiar. But that also could be, like, hindsight. He was the star of this to me in terms of comedy. His dry, awkward humor. The Brick Tamlin type of kind of humor. He's not stupid like Brick, but (laughs) just the same kind of dry, you know, Champ Kind kind of has a little bit of that. that, Not Champ Kind, excuse me. um, Cal Naughton has a little bit of that that dumb kind of humor. I mean, Ricky Bobby's pretty dumb, too. I don't know. if you're This character's not dumb, but he's he's... awkward and it kind of produces similar socially dumb Um, some things (laughs) it was very funny i was laughing out loud a few times had a few people in my theater which always make it more enjoyable laughing uh had one guy who would like repeat the line and laugh again you know what i mean i love that guy like uh like if he said can we go somewhere else he was the can we go somewhere else (laughs) like love that guy that guy's great (laughs) always great to see a movie the only thing that keeps it from as having as high of a score as you, I landed at a 16. I think it is like the the comedies we grew up with and we love. I feel like those comedies still had a little bit more like improvised freedom lines, which is what puts Anchorman and Talladega Nights over the edge when they just say they're ridiculous, stupid. Like you have your great lines like 60% of the time. It works every time, which was probably written. Yeah. And then you have other stuff that Ron Burgundy says. We just watched uh, like the first 20 minutes of Anchorman the other day and I was laughing because like – you just forget some of the absurd things he says. Like, I don't know how much improv went in this, if any, and maybe some of that. But that takes – I mean, Will Ferrell's the best in the game. I'm sorry. He's the best in the game at that. So I landed at a 16. Was. It was very funny. I don't think it's up there with, like, you know, Anchorman and, you know, uh, Talladega Nights. And even, like, something like Booksmart, I think it's still a little bit funnier. Um, but I, I still landed at a 16. 
Yeah, I I don't know. For me, like it's I feel like there was a little bit of improv, but it's just the the shot rate for me. This is just comedy. It's very yeah. funny and it's just joke after joke after joke. And it just it's fucking hilarious throughout. And like there is, you know, a lot of scripted shit. Like obviously the the skinny dipping fight scene. Like that's scripted. We didn't even talk about that. What do you think of that? Just gets fully naked and then beats the fuck out. You think that was Jennifer Lawrence? I don't. You don't think so? You think they got a body double? I do, but I don't know. Let's look it up. Let's use Google. I respect my fiance. When that scene happened, I looked away. You fucking liar. (laughs) (laughs) You know what's funny is um, I was thinking about bringing Gavin to this. I was like, it's rated R, but is it really going to be that bad? Uh... (laughs) No, she did not. No substitutes, no standards. Cinemablend.com. It's all Jennifer all the time. Wow. I thought about, like, maybe bringing Gavin. I'm like, he's almost at that age. I was watching Anchorman, but, like, I'm glad I didn't because what pushed what pushed me to say no, I was like, it is about sex, and I don't know how much he knows about that, so I don't want to. Yeah. And I'm glad he didn't because he would have experienced his first movie boobies. That's what you think. I think that would be his first, like, real movie boobies. Not, like. Real movie boobies, yeah. Got it. Okay. <laughs> Do you remember your first real movie boobies? I remember mine. Mine was Hall Pass. Oh, that's again very respectful. Not a bad first movie boobies. I was uh, either twelve or thirteen. Nice. So he's eleven. Um, he's almost at that age. Let's see to see mo- real movie boobies. I was. It was probably the movie Watchmen. Okay. Um, because I know there's there's aggressive amounts of nudity. Mostly was the first movie, Penis. You just get a giant blue swinging dong. <laughs> also a sex scene, though, and I very much remember that. Jason Sudeikis is in Hall Pass? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Is Hall Pass funny? It's, it's Was okay. it funny, or was it one of those movies that had a good premise but wasn't actually that funny? Yes. I mean, no, it was funny, but it's not as good as like it could have been. Owen Wilson and Jason Sudeikis and Jenna Fisher and Christina Applegate. Yeah, it's, I need to go rewatch Hall Pass. I think it's okay, but it's nothing. It's just a dumb comedy. Let's see, forty percent audience score. Yeah, I, I remember it's kind of let down. Doesn't hold a fucking candle to Horrible Bosses. Never seen Horrible Bosses. Jay, <laughs> you don't remember yelling at me when we did our top comedies and you put Horrible Bosses pretty high, and I just never. I said I never saw it. It's so good. It's very funny. I do love Jason Bateman, so maybe I'll give it a watch. Jason Bateman's wonderful. And Jason Sudeikis? Yes. Oh, okay. Both Jasons. And call. You yes. had me at Pharrell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Wow. Kevin Spacey, he's problematic now, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, fuck Kevin Spacey. That's Sexual predator. Jamie Foxx is in this? Very much. Not a huge role, but he's in it. Yeah. I'm going to have to give this a watch. Did you skip over Jennifer Aniston? Did you ever bring up Jennifer Aniston being in it? I knew she was in it, though. Okay. All the people are saying I didn't know were in it. Yeah. It's a very funny movie. What about Horrible Bosses 2? Also funny, not as funny. I'll give that a watch, Ty, just for you. Visuals, cinematography. Look, it's a comedy movie. It's not trying to look great. Um, I don't even know what else to say about it. That's... I gave it a nine. I gave it a nine, too. It didn't look horrible, but it's not trying to look good, and it didn't look good, but it didn't look horrible. Yeah. I will say Montauk looks like a beautiful place to visit. It does look very nice. Literally, the opening like scene of this movie, when they're showing it, I was like, wow, it's beautiful up here. Didn't realize like the place it took place would be like a central point of the plot. 
Yeah, how much she enjoyed how beautiful it was there. I don't blame her for not wanting to leave. Yeah. Even though she did eventually leave. Montauk might visit. Um, this got yeah. me thinking. I, I've been going back and forth on like things I want to do for my birthday. I don't know if Victoria told you about or if I told you about. Send in the group chat. Yeah, going to Phoenix for my birthday. And then originally I said cruise. And then I said Phoenix. And I was like, damn, what if I went to Oregon for my birthday weekend? I'm just trying to plan something for my birthday weekend. I don't know what. Okay. Maybe if we go to Phoenix, we get other people to go. We do a murder mystery. I would love that. The only reservation about going to Phoenix, I said it to Vic. And then I was like, that would be so much fun. But I was like, shit, we're going to go back there in like January. Yeah. It would be very soon after. Let's go to Oregon. I, I enjoy Oregon. Let's well. drive. We'll take turns. It uh, doesn't sound as fun, but we can. 14 hours? That ain't nothing. It's not terrible, but it's not fun. I want to fly to Portland and then drive down to uh, that one beach. Cannon Beach, I think, is the yeah. name of the town. That big seems like rock. a great place to stay. It's a giant rock. How's the town, though? Because I like the big, I like those like little beach town vibes. It It's not like beach town. It very much feels like... Uh, I don't Mountain remember. town? No, it feels like, like an East Coast kind of, like a Fisherman's Wharf kind of vibe. I, I liked it. It was a different vibe. It's very nice. You guys should go to Monterey. I think you'd like Monterey. Yeah, probably. Going to be back there on Friday. Characters. Look, this ain't going to win any awards for acting, but Jennifer Lawrence is a star in this, and stars elevate scenes, and she elevates every scene she's in. Um, I already mentioned that the Percy in this, Andrew Barth Feldman, I thought was the star in terms of comedy is concerned. And I thought the ancillary characters were all good. Like, Think about this. What was the most screen time? Probably her friends, the most screen time that an ancillary character got. Not a lot. Yeah, it was it was her friend and husband. And I think that's a good thing because they were good as much as you needed them to be. Like oh, it, absolutely. It wasn't, you know, like it, it was it was short and to the point, and they were funny in their moments, and then they went about their day. Um I thought the the husband, Scott MacArthur, Jim, I know him from something. I don't know what I know him from. But I know him from something. He's a very familiar looking fella. He was hilarious in this. I thought he was very, very funny. Um, the wife was whatever. She was just kind of emotional support. Matthew Broderick. Superstore? Is he in Superstore? Oh, one episode. But yeah. But that's probably what I remember him from. Yeah. Because I. Oh, yeah. Serial Bar. We just watched that episode. <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. Um, I thought they were all good. I thought uh, Matthew Broderick and uh, Lori Benanti, the two parents, were funny. The whole layered scene. Where she was like layered, he's like no, like layered, like it was that was very funny it's, to me. It's just stupid comedy. Um, the nanny in his very short amount of time was funny. The <laughs> tow driver in his very like everyone in this was it was funny and had a purpose, but wasn't overdone, and I appreciated that. I gave this a fourteen out of twenty. Yeah, I mean, I again, it's not you're not gonna win a fucking Oscar, but like, I'm going back and I'm thinking of like the other comedies that we've rated. And like, if you give good performances and it works, like you get you get a little bit of love here. Mm-hmm. Everyone does their job exceptionally exceptionally well in this movie. Like, yeah. no one falls behind. No one's the awkward trying to force comedy on screen person. Like, everything feels organic. Everything's fucking hilarious. And I, I'm a point higher than you. I'm at a 15. Wow. I think it's a very good performance from Jennifer Lawrence, and I agree. I think the kid is very, very fucking good in this movie. He's hilarious, and and a lot of it is the subtlety and like the under the breath comments and how very casually funny he is. He plays this awkward role very well, which dream casting. Like he play like I know you've only seen the the movie version of Dear Evan Hansen, which mm-hmm. was a stinker, and I probably yeah. should not have given as much as I did. Um, very bad. But 
Evan Hansen was such a great character for him to lean into this. And I think uh, that was a very good casting by them. And he did an exceptionally well job, Tyler. So, yeah, talk about dream casting. Maybe Ben Platt would have been the dream casting. But I don't know. He probably he stunk in the movie. So maybe this guy's better. Yeah. Is uh, There we go. Andrew Barth Feldman. Better, ben, better Evan Hansen than Ben Platt? Yeah. 100%. Haven't even seen his version of it? Yes. Because I've only seen old man Ben Platt as Evan Hansen. Hey, I'll say, if this was the guy who we saw... He was pretty good. Pretty good. That makes sense. He was fucking wonderful in this movie. He's very funny and very awkward, but also, like, he showed a little bit of range. He was kind of charming at points. He was also in the Ratatouille, the musical. I which... saw that. Also, 100% great casting if he's the cook, dude. Yeah, he's Alfredo Linguini. Linguini, that's it. I didn't know that they actually did that. Wayne Brady was in it. Adam Lambert was in it. What the hell? Adam Lambert? Yeah, he's the guy from uh, American Idol guy? Yeah. Was it American Idol? Voice? Oh. One of those shows. American Idol. Sounds right. Kevin Chamberlain looks familiar. I don't know who that is. I don't know. He kind of looks familiar. He looks like he could be... He's just like everyone's like... The TikTok musical. He's everyone's like old uncle. He was in the prom. I don't know. But I can't believe they actually did that. But yeah, the, the characters in this were all really good, Ty. Um, you came higher than me and that's okay. Who's Django? No idea. That's a hell of a fucking twist right there if uh like Django unchanged. Django Jane? is Remy's dad. Oh, okay. Mhm. Power rank your Django's tie. <laughs> Remy's dad or Jamie Foxx's character? <laughs> is there any other Django's we can get in here? Wasn't there was there like a real to Django? I have no idea. The software, the Django Software Foundation. There was a 1966 to Django. Spaghetti Western. So I'm going to say it. I didn't remember that Rennie's uh, dad was even... Remy. Remy. Got that mixed up there. <laughs> uh, dad was even named Django, so I'm definitely going actual Django 101. Yeah, I don't know if they ever actually even say his name in the movie, but I could yeah. be wrong there. I mean, that just feels... I don't know, kind of stolen valor. I agree. Enjoyment's high. I know you enjoyed this a lot. I enjoyed it bumping it one because talking about it has made me remember just how much I laughed. It was a good time. It was a lot of fun in the theaters. I enjoyed this a 16 out of 20 on a scale from 1 to 20. How very uh, precise. Thank you for explaining. It made me laugh. It was funny. Motion didn't fully hit for me. And I do think the the last third of that movie, it's like it kind of forgets what it is just a little bit where it's like, are we a rom-com? Are we just a dumb comedy? And that maybe if they, they tie that up better, if they lean full rom-com or they don't, you know, go the rom-com route. I don't know. But all these movies have to have the emotional tie-in at the end. Yeah. Anchorman has it. Talladega Nights has it. So to ask for it not to have it is a little selfish of us. Um, not every movie can be like Game Night and just have an exceptional story. <laughs> um, when did Game Night become the gold fucking standard for you? Game Night has one of the best plot twists I've ever seen in a movie. I'll tell you. I'm also at a 16 out of 20 for this movie, Jay. Um, I had a fucking blast. I was laughing. Everyone in my theater was laughing. It's a good time. It's the easiest recommend of the year for people who like this kind of stuff. Oh, my dad's going to love this He's going to have such a good time. <laughs> and it's just it's just a lot of fucking fun. And it, it very much is a movie out of time. But that's why I appreciate it so much. 
Yeah. As it's it's a dying breed and you don't get this kind of movie anymore. And to see it done so authentically to how they used to do it with that kind of story and that kind of premise, it's just a fucking good time and it's fun to watch. Yeah, I think the only thing that could have made it better is Will Ferrell was somehow in it. Make him Matthew Broderick. I don't care. Make, uh, make uh, what's the kid's name? I can't believe him. Make him the nanny. No, no, no. What's the kid's name? The, the, rent, uh, the, your, <sighs> Percy? Percy. Mm-hmm. Make Percy have two gay dads, Matthew Broderick and. Oh, uh, okay. And, and Will Ferrell. I'm, I'm for it. That would have been funny. That's a funny couple. Anything Will Ferrell's in, I'm for, <laughs> so. What's your final score, Ty? My final score, Jay. It just barely jumped into it, but a 70 out of 100. Wow. Yeah. Just barely jumped into what? The 70s. Got it. Lori Benanti also seemed familiar. I know her from something, too. Sorry, getting a random train of thought. I gave it just within the lines, personally, which means it's definitely within the lines for both of us. I gave it a 66 out of 100, Ty. That gives us a combined score of 68 out of 100, making it the 104th ranked movie out of 189 films we've reviewed. It is with the likes of Last Night in Soho for just Mm. completely different vibe. That got a one enjoyment for me. Uh, (laughs) Sonic 2. The Sonic movies are better than they have any right being. Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Binge. That's another good comp. That's that's, a... that's a movie I forgot about, but dumb comedy. Early to mid two thousands, Vince Vaughn's in it. By the way, have you seen that Vince Vaughn's like pushing hard for Dodgeball Two? I haven't, dude. Dodgeball Two comes out. I'm I'm the first showing on Thursday. Should we go watch it in the average Joe uniforms? Because that's like the easiest cosplay of all time. Yes, I will say to put it into the world that it comes out. If Dodgeball Two comes out, I will go. One of us has to be Global Gym, I think. I mean, I think not to like, oh. Yeah, you're more Ben Stiller. I'm 100% more Ben Stiller. You're fine. That's fine. Okay. You could you could go in the, the global I, gym. I'll be average Joes. I love that. It has an IMDb page, so I don't know. That means it's official. We're just waiting for the release date now. God, I would love it. I'd be so much It says fun. May 5th. Actually, May of 2023. It's in the early stages of development, so I guess maybe I will. But there's also a rider strike right now, so yeah. See, it was gonna be announced. They're probably already in pre-production. That'd be a good time. I'm so excited! No, this was a good movie. Sixty-eight out of hundred, like you said, this was a good movie to review, and I'm excited for what's coming up in what are we looking at? A month here, a month and a half. Strays, which is the should have came out already, got pushed back. The Will Ferrell, Jamie Fox, um, not animated, but it's dogs and they're voiced over the dogs comedy. It's the Lion King animated. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Looks very funny. Uh, looks right up Will Ferrell, like the Will Ferrell Alley. My dad, that my dad has not been ex- this excited for a movie. Yeah, I think in like a decade plus. No, he's he's gonna have a good. time. He wants to go to the movies for yeah. this. It's incredible. The only thing that could make him more excited would be like Talladega Nights two or like Back to the Future reboot. Yeah. So even it, then, I don't. Know, maybe it'd be smirching the original, and he wouldn't even be excited for that. Yeah. True. So it'll be interesting to see how this That's, compares to that once I, it comes out. I will say we have back-to-back Strays and then Vacation Friends 2. Vacation Friends 1. Pretty fun movie. Pretty John funny. Cena. Good time. That'll be fun. Two comedies back-to-back there for us, though. I'm about to ruin something for you. I'm sorry. Did you see John Cena has a cameo in Barbie? I did. Yeah. I was so pissed when I got that spoiled for me. 
Can you imagine? <laughs> I the- love that you were so pissed and you were like, if I get it spoiled, Tyler has to be spoiled. But you know, I, I got a little extra something for John Cena. Yeah, 100%. He showed up at Money in the Bank randomly last weekend, two weekends ago. I was watching it. He just showed up, cut a promo. That was it. It was great. He didn't go for the, the money in the bank? No. <laughs> he was not in the match. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's unfortunate. But. Um, Riley texted me Bertum from Jesse. I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Bertum from Jesse. No idea what she's talking about. Uh, maybe that's the actor. Maybe he's in the show Jesse. Oh, yeah. That's where I know him from. She's right. Show. It was the Ratatouille guy I said looks familiar. He's like their, their uh, nanny or whatever he is. Butler. I think that's the word for it. Oh, Kevin Chamberlain? Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely where you knew him from. Random AI-generated synopsis, Ty. Look, the character we have this week gave a lot of long synopsises and uh, gave away a lot. Okay. <laughs> so you might have an easy one. I have two for you. <laughs> Number two is too easy. Like, it, I'm not even going to – when I read you the second one, I'm not even going to cut the name out of it. I just want you to hear this because it's so great. Okay. Number one, you'll probably still get, but – Jennifer Lawrence, also known for being in The Hunger Games, but also known for being in The X-Men. It's fitting. Very much so, yeah. We just talked about Deadpool. Yeah. Because I asked AI to give us a Deadpool synopsis, Ty. That was so bad on your part. The guy who breaks the the fucking fourth wall and just, like, very out in the open. Yeah, but he says funny stuff, so I thought it'd be a good one. I can't wait. Well, well, well. I'm not going to try. I don't know how Deadpool (laughs) talks, so I'm just going to talk normal. I just can't gotta really have, do a Ryan. Just gotta have a little bit of just a little bit more charm than you normally do. A little get get one like note higher. It's a little higher pitched. Well, well, I don't. I'm just gonna read it. You were nailing it. Just keep going. No, nah, I'm just gonna read it. Well, well, well. Gather round, you fine folks, because I've got a tantalizing t- tantalizing tale called. I'm not gonna tell you the name, obviously. Okay. <laughs> Brace yourselves for this wild ride. Picture and this doesn't give it away, so don't get caught up in the actual names he's gonna give out. Okay. Picture this. There's this girl. Let's call her Feisty Felicia. And she's just an ordinary gal doing her thing. But little does she know, her hunky boyfriend, let's call him Charming Charlie, comes from a family that makes the Kardashians look like paupers. I don't know what paupers means. P-A-U-P-E-R. Paupers. Let me get you a definition, Ty. A very poor person. Oh. They make the Kardashians look poor. So she's dating a rich guy. We're talking private islands, extravagant parties, and more gold than you can shake a taco at. I don't know what that means. Shake a taco? <laughs> I, I don't either, but... So, Feisty Felicia gets thrown into this glittering world of high society where the drama is as fierce as my sarcasm. She's like Alice tumbling down the rabbit hole. But instead of tea parties, she's surrounded by wealthy elites who would make Scrooge McDuck blush. It's like a real-life fairy tale. But with way more money and less talking animals. That was a good Deadpool line. Wow. Yeah, that's wonderful. But hold on tight, folks, because here's where it gets spicy. <laughs> Feisty Felicia must navigate the treacherous waters of snobby relatives, jealous soci- so- socialites, and love triangles that could make your head spin. It's like The Bachelor on steroids, but with better hair and less roses. Wow. Will Feisty Fe- Felicia conquer this extravagant world of, I don't want to give it away because that gives it away. Yeah. Or will she get swallowed up by the glitz and glamour? Only time will tell, my friends. So buckle up, grab your popcorn, and get ready for a roller coaster ride filled with romance, family secrets, and more money than you can count. Trust me, you won't want to miss it. This guy talks a lot. <laughs> yeah. AI Deadpool just keeps going on. 
Um, look, we were supposed to review Joyride. I think that's a very heavily Asian built cast. I go straight to Crazy Rich Asians here. Final guess. I didn't even make that connection. Damn. You're right. Yeah, I didn't no. even. That wasn't even like. <laughs> I was just putting in a bunch of different movies, and that was just. I think it shares actors. Well, I went. Actually, what got me to Crazy Rich Asians is I was thinking Ryan Reynolds rom com. So then I thought of my favorite rom com maybe ever, which is Crazy Rich Asians. So I was like, all right, it's let's do Crazy good. Rich Asians. Yeah. I think that's getting a sequel too, isn't it? It should. I don't know if it is, but it should. It's a very good movie. Can you do a sequel though? Fuck it. Why not? Find a way. Um, Just bring the characters back. Who cares? I think they're planning on it. Very good movie, though. Very, very good Wonderful movie. Wonderful film. Well, since you got a tie, we can never do this again. Can you... Uh, I've already gotten it before. What was the second one where he just entirely gives it away? All right, you beautiful people. Gather round for the tale of Sully. Picture this. A dude named Sully. A real-life badass pilot pulls off a miracle landing on the freaking Hudson oh, River. I thought this was Crazy Rich Asians, and I was like, he's just de- describing the movie solely. <laughs> Whatever it is, I don't know what it's called, but... Yeah, you heard me right. He turns that river into his own personal <laughs> runway. Talk about a game changer. But guess what? The, this world ain't all sunshine and unicorns. Some bureaucratic idiots start questioning our boy's skills. <laughs> Think he could have landed that plane elsewhere. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> These guys need to pull their heads out of their you-know-whats. I think Deadpool would have said ass. Yeah. Maybe ChatGPT doesn't cuss. That's I don't know. Fair. Yeah. So Sully, with his mustache of power, <laughs> faces off against the doubters and haters, ready to prove that he's the real deal. He's like the Avenger of the Skies, taking, <laughs> taking on the suits in a battle for justice and common sense. It's a classic David versus Goliath scenario, except Goliath wears a tie and Sully wears a smirk. <laughs> but let's not forget... This ain't just a movie about a badass pilot. No, no, my friends. It's a story about courage, resilience, and doing what's right, no matter the cost. Soli dives deep into the depths of his own soul, fighting against the forces that threaten to bring him down. Will he soar to victory, flipping the bird to those naysayers? Or will he crash and burn, leaving nothing but a mustache-shaped crater? (laughs) You'll have to strap in and find out, my friends. This is one wild ride you won't want to miss. Buckle up, buttercups. (laughs) Fuck yeah. That was Deadpool giving you a synopsis for uh, Sully. Now, in your prompt, you say without, like, saying the movie? Yeah, I say, in the style of Deadpool, write a brief, vague synopsis of the movie Sully. And he just he just continues to say Sully throughout. That was the problem with every movie I tried. <laughs> he just kept ripping off the fucking name. I mean, I I can pull up my old chats, I'm pretty sure. I could tell you... All these different movies I tried. It logged me out of ChatGPT, so this is great radio. But, um, yeah, it, w- it was a problem. That's wonderful. Um, the name of the chat is Sully's Mustache Marvel. Um, <laughs> what else did I do? Oh, maybe I just did those two, and then I was trying other stuff. Like, I tried Professor X. Um, oh, I did 128 hours. That one gave it away. Do you want it while we're here? I- when in Rome. All right. You ready for a wild ride? Here we go. <laughs> Picture this. A thrill seeker. Let's call him Crazy Carl. Decides to go on a solo Why adventure. Why does he keep calling people? <laughs> I don't know. But with Soli, he's like, he's Soli. We're not going to call him anything but Soli. <laughs> yeah. Show some goddamn respect. This isn't Crazy Carl. Pilot Pete. This is fucking Soli. Pilot Pete. Oh, let's call him Crazy Carl. Decides to go on a solo adventure in the great outdoors. 
He's all about pushing the limits, living life on the edge, and making every moment count. I like his style. But hold on to your chimichangas, because this ain't your average camping trip. No, sir. Crazy Carl finds himself. It's not even funny. It's just your comment. Based on a real story, right? Yeah. Crazy Carl finds himself in a sticky situation. And by sticky, I mean his arm is trapped under a freaking boulder. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you heard me right. That's one way to put a damper on your vacation plans. (laughs) So now, our hero is stuck. Literally stuck. In the middle of nowhere. With limited supplies and the clock ticking like a time bomb. It's like a twisted version of Survivor. But with no camera crew to make witty commentary. Carl's got 128 hours, just a smidge over five days, to figure out how to escape this rock. How to escape this rock in hard place. That's wonderful. Now, don't be fooled, my friends. This is this is a, a recurring line right here. This ain't just a movie about a dude trying to get his arm free. Oh, no. It's a journey of self-discovery, of facing your own <laughs> demons, and finding that flicker of hope when all seems lost. Oh, Carl battles God. the elements, his own mind, and the relentless passage of time. It's like a psychological thriller with a touch of survival badassery. Will he make it out in one piece, or will he have to resort resort to extreme measures like gnawing his own arm off? Well, you'll have to grab your popcorn, strap in, and find out. Get ready for 128 hours where every minute counts and the stakes are higher than Everest. Once again, he didn't say once again. Once again, buckle up, buttercups. That's wonderful. So I think the best line there is... uh. <laughs> No, sir. Carl finds himself in a sticky situation by sticky. I mean, his arm is trapped under a freaking boulder. He's like, let me use a metaphor and then say exactly what the movie's about. <laughs> the key, key point of why this is a film. Oh, yeah. So that's fucking great. That's a good time. I started another one, but I forgot to write vague summary. I just wrote like summary. Yeah. I didn't write vague synopsis. I just wrote summary on accident. And uh, in this one that I stopped, so he didn't finish it. He called him Adventurous Al. Not Crazy Carl. Got it. Adventurous Al. Yeah. So, But it's it's to the day he dies, it's Sully. Yeah, and I, I the first one I did Sully wasn't uh, – I didn't do Vague, so it gave away even more. Um, it started with uh, – you know, he talks about a little story he likes called Sully. Now picture this. A seasoned pilot with a badass mustache finds himself in a bit of a pickle. So uh, he just loves Sully's mustache. I respect that. It doesn't hold a fucking candle candle to Mr. Bernaz. Cinematic mustache. Yes. Dude. All right. Lock it in. When we do uh, Haunting in Venice on my birthday, we're doing a mustache draft, right? Oh, we have to. Yeah. 100%. Cinematic we... or real life? Both. Okay. You, Ty, we, you did a whole draft and said, holy spirit. That's fair. Think we're going to limit ourselves? And we record with mustaches. I already have a mustache. What do I do? You shave everything else. Do I shave just the mustache and then put a fake one on? No, just I'll grow a mustache. Oh, I just only have a mustache. <laughs> Got it. I'm not growing a mustache. I'll wear a fake one. Okay. That'll be great. Uh, what do we got next week, Ty? And this time we won't change it. <laughs> just, it's locked in. It is yes. 100% this movie. I like the change, though. This was funny. This is a good movie. Um, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Tom Cruise getting asses in seats, baby. Yes, Saving cinema. Saving cinema, practical stunts, driving a motorcycle off a cliff. Hanging from a helicopter. I don't know if this is this one, but that's been going around on like my YouTube shorts. Fucking train off a, off a bridge, and I have to imagine they actually launched a real train off a real bridge. 
And I just can't wait for them to do all the same stuff Fast and the Furious does, but you're going to rave about how realistic and great this is when Fast and the Furious is unrealistic. Because Fast and the Furious, it's all fake, and this is real! <laughs> hey, no. Fast and Furious does a lot practical stunts. Jay, I, I will never forgive you for giving Fast... What was it, 10? Was it Fast X? Yeah. The last one or the yeah, one before? Yeah, it was the last one. Uh-huh. Fast X, a good visual score when they had wax figure Vin Diesel in the middle of that fucking car. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember that happening. He looks so bad. I think he was really driving it. I hate you. <laughs> Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. Um, and then then we'll see. We're going to leave it at that because I don't know what's to follow. You don't? I, just, I don't know if we're doing Oh, we got the big double release coming yeah. up. So, yeah, well, we can figure that out and talk about it next week. We'll go watch Mission Impossible. Get ready for just great weeks for movies. Just good time We've right been now. on a good run. This has been so much fun. Been on a really good run. And Even just, when they're not good, they're big names, so. Yeah, and it's just going to keep going and be a blast. Crater really is like the massive stinker from May 10th to <laughs> the week before Crater. <laughs> you just wanted to lump Guardians in so you could shit on Crater. Well, no, but if you go from Guardians to what? Strays? That's a... How many podcasts is that? That's like a 15 podcast or so stretch, and Crater just... Is easily 15, and then there's a mile, and then 14 is probably Gran Turismo. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, maybe? I haven't seen anything about that movie, and it's coming out very soon. It's animated, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is huge. So even though it might not be good, it's still a big property. I think Gran Turismo would be 14, just yeah, in terms of probably. excitement. Slash Saw the trailer for it, though. Nissan. They do say Nissan. You mm-hmm. caught that? Mm-hmm. That's just not how you say that name. I th- no, I don't care. That's not how you say that name. Are you sure? I'm positive. British people used to call it Nike. I they don't call it fuck Adidas. Uh, no, uh, that's Adidas. What do we call it? Adidas. Adidas. Adi. Adidas. They say something weird because I'm all in on that. If that's the case, they they say Adidas. Correct. Okay. <laughs> well, it is a, a German name, so they're probably more correct than we are. I don't care. Okay. Nissan's Japanese. Why are we going to listen to these fucks? No, I'm saying with Adidas. Adidas. All right, well, I got every. That's all I got for you, Ty. <laughs> Go watch Mission Impossible. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.